You're listening to 88.9 FM, KUCI Irvine. The opinions expressed on this program do not reflect the views of KUCI or the University of California, Irvine. Hi, this is Zach Galifianakis. You're listening to Cool Jazz Favorites. Hi, this is Zach Galifianakis. You're listening to Easy Listening Jazz Favorites on K... Hi, this is Zach Galifianakis. You're listening to KUCI Irvine 88.9. KCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Thanks for listening to Our Digital Future, Thursdays, 9.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. And then we have, today we have a very special live in-studio guest. I'm very happy that you're able to come down here. Thank you for coming down. Do you mind introducing yourself to the audience listening here in the community of Orange County, Irvine? Hi, I'm Lalitha Netraj, and um, I'm a youth services and community college librarian down in North County, San Diego. And I actually used to work for the UCI libraries about, um, gosh, uh, so going on almost seven years ago. So I am really stoked to be here. Thank you so much for coming down. That's why it was so um, easy for you to find the Science Library parking lot. You've been here at the Science Library working before. How long were you working for the UCI libraries before you left? So I actually started working here in 2001. The UCI libraries uh, was actually my first job out of college. And um, so basically what happened was I graduated with a degree in English and Women's Studies from UC Berkeley. And um, just around the time that I was graduating, I was kind of freaking out because I wasn't sure of what kind of job I was going to pursue. Um, It's kind of a typical quandary, I think, as most English majors will tell you, that you you either go into teaching or maybe you go to grad school. And at the time, I was working at the college library and just thinking, okay, well, I'm going to try out law school, maybe, because it sounded like a good idea at the time. So I ended up taking my LSATs and doing all of that stuff. But in the meantime, while waiting to actually submit all this information, I still needed to have a job. And my folks were living in Orange County at the time and I was intending to move home after graduation, but my supervisor at the college library said, well, you know, there's a position that just opened up at UCI in the library and you should think about applying. And I thought, gosh, do I really want to work in a library (laughs) after college? I mean, this was great as a student job, but do I really want to do this after graduation? But I thought I need a job, so I'm just going to (sighs) apply. So I ended up applying and it was for the position of a collection development assistant. And so I applied, I came down for an interview, it was fabulous. And then I didn't really hear anything for like another few weeks. So I thought, okay, that's fine. Um, I think maybe I better check out this teaching gig. And so I was thinking about becoming a substitute teacher. I know it sounds like I'm all over the place. No. 
I just I, I was just like I just need a job right now um, and just about um, at the time that I was thinking of doing some temp positions I did hear back um, in reality it was only about maybe three weeks or so um, since interviewing and you'll find that when you work in a college uh, environment that that's pretty typical I think um, sort of like the long wait to hear back on a job but I was hired and I started working um, at UC Irvine and I don't know it was just it it might sound cheesy to say this but it really was life-changing um, so after about a year of working I just decided you know I'm gonna scrap my plans for law school um, because that really wasn't me and I thought I'm going to apply to library school. I have some really great folks that I'm working with here. Um, a lot of the um, librarians were like mentors. They really did take me under their wing. And I ended up applying um, and I got into, uh, I only applied to one library school actually. I ended up getting wow. into UCLA. At the time, I didn't realize that it was hard to get into library school. And I'm not saying it was easy to get into UCLA, but I just, at the time, didn't think about where else I could go because I wanted to keep my job at um, UCI. So I ended up uh, going to UCLA and also working full-time at UC Irvine. And that was really hard, but also super rewarding because I was getting um, the practical experience. Um, I had a lot of really, uh, I, had a, I had a really good sense of what it was like to work behind the scenes. Um, because the particular department that I worked in, um, I was actually in the collections division, which is responsible for overseeing basically the collections um, in the library. So acquisitions, even though I mean, that was based in technical services um, at the time, but we still worked with that department a lot. And um, also like looking, um, well, we, we worked also with special collections because that fell under the collections division. So there was just all this cool stuff that I had access to. Um, stuff that you don't usually get access to unless you're like in a special internship of some sort. So I don't know, it was really great. Um, but yeah, that's, that's where I was. And so because I was doing, I was working in an academic library at the time, I thought, well, I'm going to specialize in that because it was sort of like my dream to go and uh, be a, a like a subject librarian in either like a you know the social sciences or maybe the humanities, um, and really make good use of um, my undergraduate degrees in uh, English and women's studies. That's a good idea. So at UCLA, you're you're on the track for an academic librarian position. I was, but you know, since it took me forever to get through library school, I decided to tack on another specialization just for the heck of it, because why not? So I also ended up doing archives, um, and that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed um, looking at sort of the scholarly um, like aspects, like reading about archival work. Um, I don't know if I had a head to do it practically, and those positions are extremely um, few and far between, I feel, like getting a really uh, wonderful job in that field. And I thought, I just really loved reading about that stuff and having that knowledge, but I didn't really envision myself working in an archive. So um, yeah, but I just thought, why not study it? Because it's just fun. 
I did an archival special uh, special collection certificate as well in library school, and so I really was um, taking internship opportunities in archives as well and working in them. And so, did you do any internships while you were there? Um, I did one internship actually, and it was in collection development, and it was at a um, Cal State um, in. Uh, close to where I live, which is in uh, San Marcos at the time. So it was at Cal State San Marcos. So um, I did an internship there uh, related to assessing their education collection because um, that's a program that they're very um, well known for. So that was a lot of fun and it was also very much connected to what I specialized in, um, the academic libraries piece. But yeah, I just did one internship and it's so funny because all this work that I did um, with my internship and all my courses all related to academic libraries it ended up that i did not work in an academic library after graduation um i just totally went the other way i ended up going into public libraries and not only that but i ended up going into youth services librarianship and i had only taken one class in <laughs> library school related to youth services so that was really funny um, and I had not even take, it was actually, the class that I took was in storytelling. Oh, I took that too. It was so much fun. Yeah. It, it's so great to read picture books. Just, yeah, you just kind of feel like a kid again and it was wonderful, but I didn't work with little kids. I actually was working with teens and I did not take any classes related to teen literature. So I was a total newbie. In fact, it still kind of boggles my mind how they hired me yeah <laughs> um i'm not saying i wasn't deserving of the job but i was clearly i think wet behind the ears so it was a huge learning curve for me but a lot of fun to get into that's good to hear as a new graduate that's looking for a position in any type of library almost with any subject that maybe i don't need those ex exact classes i could still apply and maybe get an interview and that was really good for you that you were, had that new opportunity. So now that you've been at uh, a public library for many years and academic library for many years, how do you, you compare the two? What would you tell yourself as a pro and con and other people that were going into deciding which one to go into? Honestly, I would say you'd have to be super flexible. And that's actually what helped me get that first position as a youth services librarian or as a teen librarian rather. Um, I found qualities in my um, position as a library assistant here at UCI that I could apply to uh, this position as a teen services librarian. Um, I mean, doing all the other work like being familiar with the literature, um, all that stuff, you can certainly pick that up on the job if you're dedicated enough. and that is what I did, but um, there are a lot of marketable skills, um, knowing how to uh, use databases, um, be a good reference librarian. I mean, all of those are like core skills you learn in library school anyway. And basically what I did, what I think was really key in that interview, that first interview that I did, was just showing like, hey, yeah, I don't have the experience of a public librarian, but I've got the flexibility and I'm adaptable and I could do this job and I was able to do that job. Um, you know, I was able to go into it 
um, with an open mind. And I think that's what a lot of new grads need to be willing to do is just put yourself out there and sort of like find those connections. Um, and it's so interesting because I actually, right now, I do work currently as a children's librarian and I'm also a community college librarian. Wow. So I do wear two set, two different hats and it's like very, it can be challenging at times, but it's super gratifying and very fun. Yeah, I imagine that's why I am, when I think into libraries in the first places, I could see how fun it was. And that's interesting um, how you felt coming out of undergrad thinking, oh, I don't want to work in the library because I think that's how most undergrads would feel when they're in the library just to study or they don't know all the resources available and all the fun that could be had. So I'm sure you learned a lot more. You said it was life-changing when you started working at the UCI libraries. So I think this show gets the message out to people that may not have that experience that libraries can do for you, not just for resources, but if you are an undergrad looking at what you will want to do with your undergrad degree now, you could look into working in the library and going to grad school and any subject in almost any type of library or museum or archives. So I think it's just good to get the word out, let people know that what we can do for them as a building, as a library, any type. Oh yeah, I totally agree. But I don't know, there's also a lot more to it. I mean, you have to wonder, like, what makes people go into libraries? I mean, when I was working here, I made so many wonderful friends and there's just sort of a quirkiness that goes along with libraries. If you see the people, the type of people who work in libraries, um, they're just such a fun mix of people. There's so many diverse personalities. I don't know. I feel like libraries are kind of like their own so subculture in a sense. And they're so beloved. Um, I personally love pop culture. I love music, movies that type of stuff and I feel like working in a library has heightened or I don't know not heightened I want to say enhanced my appreciation of those things and I feel like it's connected me to people who have similar interests and I don't know that's very special a lot of folks will tell you that working in a library you know you're always surrounded by like I don't know, a spirit of collaboration, if you will, because that's what we excel at. We're so great at reaching out and making connections with each other and building upon those connections. And I don't know, I think you'd be hard pressed to find like a whole lot of other professions that do that. I mean, I know they're out there. I don't want to disparage other professions. I'm not doing that, but I don't know. There's something about being a, li a librarian. You feel like you're in a real um, special community. You can see it too at the conferences if you go to ALA or SAA you know the last two we were lucky were in California Anaheim and San Diego and you see just everyone's so excited well maybe just because I'm new to the conferences but I feel like everyone's like so excited to be there and participate in networking and getting to know other types of libraries and areas and even we all share some of the same issues. Exactly. <clears throat> I also feel like we're good at celebrating each other's achievements. Um, I mean, you see in with uh, like the LJ Movers and Shakers or um, the ALA Emerging Leaders Program, we're good at 
sort of like recognizing each other's strengths and basically just celebrating and um, promoting. Um, so I don't know. I, I just feel really, really lucky that I get to be a librarian. And for me, it's not just a, it's not just a job or a career, but it's also kind of like a lifestyle in a sense, being a librarian. Um, I don't know. I just love it. It is like also being a teacher and you get to work with the kids or the teens and the college students. So you get to affect all ages and you get to help them learn. And I think that's a skill some people might not know is that librarians are educators as well. Yeah, it's so true that we don't always get that recognition as educators, but we really are. I mean, the, I don't know, just some of the feedback I've gotten at the college library is just so um, amazing. Like I've had people tell me like, thank you so much for helping me with that research. I got an A in my class. Like they come up to me and they will specially like tell me this information and it just makes you so happy or at the public library working with a child you'll get a parent who comes up to you and is like my kid really hates to read but that book you gave him last time like just started him on this I don't know path to reading and now he wants to read all these books <laughs> and more and it's just hearing little nuggets like that that information really lifts you up because um as as wonderful it is to be a librarian we deal with a lot of hard stuff uh in our lives like especially related to budget cuts um and also i mean let's be frank a lot of negative perceptions around Mm -hmm. what a library is um and i know that your program is called our digital future which is such a great name but it's also kind of a bummer when you hear people who are outside of libraries questioning the relevance of libraries and whether they're going to be around and it's just like I hate hearing that word obsolete Mm -hmm. in the same sentence as libraries because it's just simply not true Mm -hmm. yeah the building has changed of the library and what it contains and what it does throughout the years and it will continue to change based on what the community needs like we'll always be there we're providing resources be it digital or print archival children and there are always going to be libraries just like there's parks and we're just going to have different roles we're going to adapt and give the community what they need what they want and that's why we're there like we're not going to go away we provide a service that's free I mean well you pay in your taxes but it's definitely something anyone can benefit from I myself go to the Newport Beach Public Library every other week to get five DVDs just with my library card and I just get any kind you know foreign documentary it's really exciting just to know you have the power in your pocket with the library card of entertainment you know it is free I mean you make such a great point that we're moving beyond just being a space for books um we're centers for culture and you know we curate that information we help people navigate because i mean yeah you have google out there but i mean let's be real like people still need help 
navigating those resources, but we could be so much more than that. I mean, my um, good friend and colleague, Donna Federn um, at Escondido Public Library, created this program called Library U, and it's just simply amazing. It's basically um, this project where folks in the community can come into the library and create uh, videos, um, you know, with any sort of knowledge that they have. We have like a variety of videos, like um, folks uh, sharing uh, knowledge about um, the things that they do. You know, like we have someone who's talking about art, Uh, We have another person talking about um, cooking, just different um, uh, sorts of things that they do, sharing their expertise. And we take these videos and uh, basically they're going to go into a collection, like a digital collection. But it's taking, it's bringing together community knowledge and sharing it with our public. So I don't know, it's just had a really great reception and um, it's really taken off and I'm so proud of her but more than that I just think it's just uh, such a an innovative way to bring your stakeholders into the library Um, and she's heard back from a lot of other libraries across the country who are very interested in implementing a similar program um, at their own uh, uh, libraries so that's been really great that's a great way to move into the future and learn how to use the community to come in and promote themselves and the library and just share your knowledge and motivate each other and how it is a group space just to come in and collaborate and it's not just a building for books. It's a really great way to think of what programs can the library provide for me. I mean, you see so many libraries doing an array of wonderful things. I mean, now people are talking about maker spaces, Um, just having folks come in and build, you know, do it yourself culture is very, um, is very much at the forefront now, but just sort of being there and providing that space, um, I think is really powerful. And I'm glad that libraries are doing that Um, and just sort of like redefining themselves because that's what we have to do, I think. Um, And and we're always evolving. Our public may not be aware of that, but I've always felt that libraries are organic and have just changed. Um, I mean, if you look at libraries throughout history, we've just always been changing, changing, changing. Even the building structures themselves, they, they can be really elaborate. I just love the beauty of the interior design and the exterior architecture of some libraries all around the world. Like That's one of my favorite things to look at when you're traveling is what does the library look like? I mean, everywhere has a library. I went to the library in uh, Madrid, Spain, and it's like the Biblioteca Nacional de España. And it's like a museum and a library and an archive, and it's like... You have to be like uh, have some research and to even get in there to get a library card. It's free, but you have to like, what are you doing here? You can't just walk in. Like, that's a great space. It's a privilege. It's a privilege to have a spot like that for the nation. So, I mean, maybe that's like the Library of Congress here. I've never been. Have you been on the East Coast? I have never been. It's. I mean, I think one day. I mean, it's definitely my dream to go and visit. So, the next time uh, we're out there. I'm, I'm going to go and um, check out the Library of Congress, most definitely. Um, 
I mean, a few months ago, I took my um, four-year-old son to the university library um, on my, at my alma mater, Berkeley. And we just stood outside and we looked at this beautiful building. And if you've ever been on the Berkeley campus, you'll know that the that Doe Library is pretty much like the heart of the campus. Um, it's right across from the Campanile, that tall clock tower, but it just sits there. It's just this white building with like these like this classic structure with like columns, and we just sat there and just like just looked at it, and it was just so beautiful. Um, and I don't know, like I was sort of moved. I, I know it sounds so cheesy, but I was just, it just felt so special to share this with my son and be like, that's a library. That's, this is the heart of the school. And, you know, so many wonderful, important things happen in that building. Um, and without, without libraries, I mean, I just don't know where we would be. I just don't see how we could live in an informed, um, culturally, aware society yeah that's a great library too i took a tour of it when my sister was um looking at it as a potential school for her undergrad and the tour was like amazing with all the the, the paintings and and on huge walls and great ceilings i just it's like wow i wish i could be studying here right now like living here like having this as my um, university library would be amazing and another great library um, to look at is uh, UCLA's Young Research Library. They did some really amazing remodeling, um, I think quite recently, or maybe it was like a, a, not too long ago, but I don't know, that whole first floor, I think they just kind of gutted it and they created like these amazing spaces. Um, it's, it's hard to describe, but it's just so much more open and uh, a few, like a few, uh, about like maybe a year or so ago, I went to a workshop there. Um, they were doing like these, the sort of like do-it-yourself days workshop, and they had all of these different spaces set up, and you could like move around these different spaces and hear these different talks. And I just thought, how amazing that they're doing this wonderful program in the library, and that the library space is sort of facilitating the conversations. It just felt like very organic and the ideas were just like, f were flowing. Um, I mean, it was very, it's, in, it's an indescribable feeling to be in such a charged atmosphere of ideas and people wanting to do things and then have the library be a venue for that. Yeah, starting point of planning and meeting to do, to do really great community progress for everyone. I think everyone should, I highly recommend go check out your library today if you have time. Even, you know, they have um, extended hours at some places. I know the Newport Beach Public Library is open till 9 p.m., which people don't realize. Oh, they're probably closed, but they're actually open Sundays as well. So just check out the hours. Everything's online. And you work in... Um, Chula Vista area? No, um, I'm actually um, at Escondido Public Library. Um, I'm a children's librarian there, and I also work at Miracosta College um, as an adjunct librarian, um, which is in Oceanside. So that's that's North County, San Diego. 
Um, I used to work at the Chula Vista Public Library, which is another fabulous uh, library um, in the southern uh, part of San Diego, and they're doing some really amazing things there. In fact, they um, recently opened up a storefront branch um, at a shopping center down there, and it's really beautiful, and they're continuing with a just a host of wonderful programs despite some very severe budget cuts that they've uh, endured in the past couple of years they're still moving forward and uh, being very innovative which I think is commendable in these challenging times well uh, thank you so much for your information and for coming all the way up to Irvine today on your day off and I'm so glad we got to talk and you this is your former campus for libraries where you started off on the path so I'm really glad we could talk about libraries here and share it with the community on air. Thank you so much Ziba. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm thrilled to have uh, gotten a chance to talk with you too. Thank you. Have a good day. And that was our digital future for today, Thursday, 9.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Stay tuned for more great programming on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Thank you for listening.